0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. I thank you so much for taking the time to tune in and listen to Step Into Your Sunshine today. On this day, you guys are in for a treat. I have this beautiful woman right here in front of me that will we will be discussing her story today. I would love for her to introduce herself. Okay, thank you
1: so much. Um, Hi, so I'm Ms. Clifton, and I'm founder of Family Dog Connection and Take Three For You. And I'm on a mission to empower at least three million individuals of any species to create the clear, calm, connected confidence to choose to be themselves with anyone, anywhere, and take at least three minutes of daily self-care.
0: That's so beautiful. (laughs) I love it. Three million people. She is on a mission to impact our world. (laughs) Now, I love a little bit uh, what you said there when you said uh, it doesn't matter the species. Can you Mm -hmm. go in and talk about that for a second? What do you mean by that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So for me, all species deserve to feel that clear, calm confidence that we're all striving for. You know, like the step into your sunshine, the stepping into you, into that big version of you, into that deep version of you, the one that you feel when you're at your most joyous moment, the one that you feel when you're completely in love. You've got that beautiful feeling of that loving energy. And all species experience those moments. And for me, all species get to create that calm confidence. You know, we rescued um, our first Romanian rescue dog, And with her, I built up my self-confidence, built up her self-confidence, built up our trust, our connection with each other. And then that ripples out to everyone around us, like no matter what species. So yeah, so that's where the every species comes in.
0: Thank you. Thank you for sharing (laughs) that with us. So my first question for you today is, what were some of the... Finding moments in your life that shaped who you are.
1: Yeah, I love this one. So the first thing that comes to mind is when I'm a little tiny girl. So I'm really, really small, and I'm in school, and my sister went to the same school as me, and we're both in the chess team. And I'm really excited. There's hardly any girls that are allowed in the chess team. Hardly any girls that go to these competitions. I'm going along. I'm enjoying it, and then I get to the final. I'm in the final with my sister. And she beats me now my sister's two years younger than me and from that point on i went oh i'm not good enough i'm not good enough to do this you know the teachers were like oh your sister's better than you we're gonna put her in all the competitions now and so at like eight nine years old i'm done i've retired (laughs) that's the end um and and that kind of repeated through my life um with my mum, she was forced to have an abortion by her mum when a couple of years before I was born. So when I was born, I wasn't the first child my mum wanted. She wanted the baby that she wasn't able to have. And I think with me, there was always that emotional, well, historically, there was always that emotional like attachment for her. So there was always this, I wasn't quite what she wanted me to be. Um, My sister looks just like her. So everyone would go, oh, you, she looks so like you. And for me, they go, oh, she looks like, you know, my dad's side of the family. So all these little things kind of built up. Um, and I just felt not, not enough, not good enough. Um, that continued as I went into uni. I struggled, you know, with some of my first subjects that I was doing. And they were just, oh, you're just not enough. You just, you know, it's not good enough. So I changed my subject, did really well. like really enjoyed it. And then I got into a relationship um, with my ex-husband, and it was the same. I was never quite enough. I was always striving to please him, which was tricky because he wasn't in a place to be able to be pleased by anything. So it wasn't like a good, healthy relationship. I was silencing myself, silencing my voice just living um, through serving everybody else, making sure that my daughters had everything they needed, he had what he needed, and I just got kind of lost underneath. And then I finally had a word, a couple of words that were spoken to me. And at the time I was working like three jobs around my kids who were in school, around, you know, the husband as well. So working a night job and then two sort of day jobs as well. And the night job was in, um, in a store, in a shop. So I'd get home from this night job and my youngest at that point was nearly two and I was still breastfeeding her for her to go to sleep. And that evening when I was at work, someone said, oh, when did you stop you know, feeding? I said, oh, I still am. And they went, why? And I went, oh my goodness, I have a choice. I don't have to keep feeding her. She doesn't need me to keep feeding her. It was the only bit of milk she had in the whole day. It was just to get her to sleep. At like half 12, 1, 2 AM when I got home from work, this was not healthy sleeping for her. It was definitely not healthy for me. So that night when I went back, she was still awake. I gave her water from a sippy cup. She fell asleep. And from that point forward, I started to know I had a choice. That then led me very quickly to stepping out of that 15 year, like really negative relationship for all of us really. Um, The one good thing was our beautiful, the beautiful girls that we've brought into the world, you know, and they continue to be beautiful, glorious girls. But from there, I began to go deeper into choices. What choices can I make? You know, how, how is my voice? And actually I come back to where I began as a little kid and I was walking like up and down this bus. Um, I had no hair. I had no teeth. And I'm just acting, just like listening to people and making people smile. Like sharing that love and that's where I've come back to today.
0: Oh, I I love this so much of you telling us your story and burying your soul and the harder times in your life for us so that other people can relate to you. And I know that the people that tune in and listen to this episode will be able to relate. And there's a few things in your stories that also remind me of mine. And one of the first things that you said was about your sister and her being younger. Now, I don't know the age difference between yours and mine uh in comparison to me but mine was is <laughs> as six and a half years younger than me and one thing that she is extremely good at i'm really gifted is Creativity. She just has it like when you meet people and it's just like oozing out of their fingertips and they just like they touch something and it turns to gold. This is my sister. And she just has the capacity to do anything creative when it comes to painting, drawing, fabricating, making, sewing, crocheting. It doesn't matter what it is. It's like she just knows instinctually how to do it. And it is an amazing gift. And yet that is not something that I have. I love creativity. There's lots of creativity in my businesses, but I do not have that instinctual creative nature about me that things just turn into gold when I do it and so when me and her were doing some similar things as I was growing up I could experience that same mentality like she's so much younger than me and she's so much better than me at everything that has to do with creativity and uh, and it was frustrating and it also I mean it was amazing to watch her blossom but it was simultaneously frustrating because it did cause some jealousy uh, for me on my side because I'm like I want to be like that um uh, yet I was not I mean I found my path but I could really relate to that story because for me it was a very similar thing that when I I was a middle child out of four and when I saw that my siblings were better at something than I then I was like Eh, this isn't really my thing. Hmm. I don't think I'll develop any further because obviously somebody has already claimed that that is their skill set. And so I 100% can relate to that story. And I think many people that have siblings, older or younger, can relate to that. Is that there's always this kind of, well, if they're better than me, I might as well just not try. And... Cultivating that into your adult life it's interesting how that kind of comes to it comes out and as you age and you become an adult and you start a family and those types of things is some of those things never quite go away. And how, how do you handle those differences or acknowledge them and be like, okay, yeah, I was like this when I was younger. And, but now as I've grown and evolved, I would like to acknowledge this, but move past it because we're not, you know, we're not competition anymore. We're family.
1: Yeah. I love that. And it comes down to that whole competition with anyone, doesn't it? So as a kid, it's with your siblings. And then as we step out into the world, it's your peers, it's your friends, it's, Potentially, you know, sort of competitors and whatever work you're doing. And you're like, oh, am I good enough? Yes, yes, you are. You're absolutely, totally good enough, exactly as you are. And that's the inner dialogue that I have for myself. And that I know we both are supporting others to step into because there will always be someone that's better at you at something. But you know what? It doesn't matter because you're you and there's only one you. And you are a perfect you. No matter if you're doing a bit of tiredness that day, no matter if you're doing a bit of frustration that day, you are the perfect you because you are you. And I think being able to build that up and begin to really give yourself that self love and allow that love to pour into you and that praise and that gratitude from other people as well is massive. And as you begin that journey, um then you know you're okay even in the most difficult moments and we all still get them it doesn't matter how far down these like self-development personal development road you are those moments still throw you sometimes and you're like ah okay come back to me like take a breath come back to your heart come back to your energy come back to something you love doing um you know like something you can control something you really enjoy, and then you know you're okay. You're still there. You're still you, and you're still a perfect you. Yes,
0: yeah, so much of that. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, if you didn't, couldn't hear it in her voice, I have her right in front of me, <laughs> and I can just feel the passion flowing out of her when she talks about this. Because, really, yes, I agree with all of this. And what's interesting is that I, in two ways, I've just had this conversation kind of in different types of ways. Um, On my first podcast episode, I talk about weight. And at the end of it, we talk about, um, I have the listeners and everybody go through a mantra that um, my weight does not determine my worth. My weight does not determine my worth. And it's the same type of idea here. That the setbacks, your upbringing, uh, your experiences in your life do not determine your worth. And so much of that. So I can just feel it. Yes, 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 yes. Um, And so something else I wanted to talk about when you first replied was about breastfeeding Mm -hmm. and that you found your exit plan or we'll say you found yourself that to step in you were able to step into your sunshine when somebody made you realize that you had a choice and that is incredible for me exactly the opposite occurred where um and I knew I had a choice from the beginning but um here in the culture where I live in France um I find that it's not super supportive of the breastfeeding journey in my own experiences. And being raised with a nurse as a mother, and in the US it's more prevalent in the society to long-term nursing. And so when I first started nursing here, the doctors would ask me, how much did you feed your daughter? Well, I I don't know. I I don't know. I mean, to be frank and honest, like just a boomful, I don't know. And they acted like I was like some kind of alien where I thought, I I must be doing too much. Like I must be doing too much because I'm adamant about breastfeeding, yet I'm being told by everybody else like, well... You know, are you sure? Maybe it's only beneficial for the first three months. Are you you sure you should be doing this? Are you sure that you should continue? Um, And I had many women around me kind of questioning me about how long or when should I stop breastfeeding. I was constantly being asked when I should stop, and I felt like I was on the other side fighting for my right and my choice to continue to breastfeed, and my goodness, I just, I felt like constantly, like we've talked about is like society trying to mold me into a mother that I didn't want to become. And it's so, so frustrating. I mean, I know you've had your own experience with breastfeeding that led you into stepping into your true self. And then I had mine where I had to kind of remember that everybody on the outside are simply on the outside. They're not me. They're not the one that's breastfeeding uh, my daughter every day. They're not the one that has to go through the pain of breastfeeding, or the long hours, or sleepless nights, or um, time away from my husband or my family to to be there and breastfeed her. And so they really, their opinions don't matter. I'm the one in the arena fighting for what I want. And just like for you, you were the one in the arena and somebody was telling you from the outside, you have a choice, you have a choice. And then you heard them and you chose to say, yes, I want to have this choice. It's time to move on. And so for me, I am proud of both of our stories because it talks about two very important things when it comes to like uh, child rearing and raising your child and uh, specifically talking to breastfeeding is that all mothers have different experiences and we need to honor all of their stories
1: It's beautiful it's so beautiful and i think you just in that moment that tiny little glimpse into each of our lives how that kind of it's such a big change with the culture with those around us but at the same time it brought us both back inside ourselves to go hey I get to choose this is me this is I mean it's my body it's my life this is my family this is my energy and this is what I choose to create Um, and I loved I loved breastfeeding absolutely loved it. it we worked out because I've got four girls. um, And then I was pregnant up to like four months with another baby as well. So we worked out how long I've been pregnant, how long I've been breastfeeding. And it's like
0: years. And you're like,
1: wow. So my eldest daughter, she calls me mummy Moo Moo, because I was always doing the feeding.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I love that. I, I, I love breastfeeding too. It was a wonderful experience for me. And I think in our own ways, it brought us back to being autonomous. It brought you back to being able to make your own choices. And it reminded me of who I am as a person. Like I want to be autonomous and make my own choices. And the same for you. And I want all of our listeners to be autonomous and be able to know that they have choices. They can choose which path they follow.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, you know, while I, you know, absolutely, for many people, breastfeeding doesn't work, but it's natural and it's being in touch with your body. So it's knowing if it feels right for you or it doesn't feel right for you. And whichever it is for you is perfect for you. You know, and just as you said, like, be autonomous, take that choice, you know, and stand firm for who you are and for what you believe because it really matters like how you're feeling it matters and you absolutely if you take nothing else away take that you matter and how you're feeling matters you know and if you need support and stuff then reach out for those around you you know anywhere there are so many of us there to support you but if there's something that feels big like always remember to reach out because you are never ever alone never ever ever there's always someone that's walked those steps
0: before you. Yeah. Exactly. And that's I it's what becoming a mother is also all about. And a sense of choosing to take on those choices and stand by them gives you a power. It gives you the knowledge that you know yourself. Because for me, in my experiences, having a child was a hundred percent. Debilitating. It's it, you become a different person in a span of thirty minutes. You, I, you feel a love that you've never felt in your life in a span of an instant, and I, you, your priorities instantaneously change. it it's such an incredible experience, but you're also given this small human baby that you love more than your own life, but you have no idea. How to take care of it? You don't know what to do or not to do. You have instincts which are blessings and incredible, yet you still feel totally outside of yourself. You're just like, oh my gosh, um, how how do I move forward? And at least this is how I felt, and I feel like there's so many women and first-time moms that can relate to this. Is is you just feel outside of your skin because you just don't even know what to do, and for me listening to your choice when it comes to breastfeeding or it comes to how you want your baby to be raised gives you the power to remember that you're still yourself because for the next several months, it's going to be all about your baby. It's about you guys learning each other. You guys learning each other's energy, learning how to communicate, figuring out what the needs are between both of you, lack of sleep, waking up several times a night and when you still feel like yourself among all that, because you're sticking with the choices that you are making along the, the way of the type of mother you want to become, then you still feel powerful. I find it's when everybody else is telling you how to be a mom or how to raise your child or how to give them a bath or what to put them in when they sleep or, you know, where they should sleep in your room or not in your room. That's when mothers start to really fall apart and crumble because they feel like their instincts and the way that they think they want things to be is not enough. And we have to, as a collective society, uplift our young mothers, uplift the first-time mothers, uplift the long-term mothers, and empower them to make their choices and stand behind them and know that they are being the best mother that they can be. One hundred (laughs) percent. Yes, we are in such alignment, Liz. You know, it's so beautiful. I've got all these like ideas that just popped into my mind of things we can create together. (laughs) Um,
1: Absolutely, but yeah, absolutely. Because when you're a new mum, it can feel so isolating. Because you're there and all this stuff is coming in from everywhere else, like around you. And again, it's coming back into you. And even if you can only take like a second, just close your eyes, connect back to you. Take a breath because it brings you naturally back into you. And just remember that you always matter. Even in those moments when obviously you're that lifeline for that beautiful new baby, you're your lifeline too. Like, and you still always matter. So I think that's what I'm feeling like in this conversation. It's that you absolutely matter and trust, you know, trust yourself. Yeah.
0: Yes, so much. Yes. (laughs) Moving on to our next topic is I want you to tell me about how do you identify and cultivate your strengths and identify and cultivate the strengths of others? Okay, amazing so um, for identifying
1: strengths it's noticing it's actually is noticing feedback so whilst i'm saying all this stuff is coming in (laughs) actually feedback you know i do take on Um, and from like a really young age i always was the listener so it was always the one that people will come and tell things to Um, And I could hear, you know, I could hear what different people were saying. So, you know, when you have like a conversation and maybe when you're a kid, it's on the school playground and someone's over here and they're saying this and someone's over here and they're saying this, but you can tell actually they're saying the same thing. They're just speaking from different places. So the underlying message is the same. They want to do the same thing, but they cannot connect. And I was like that mediator. I was that mediator, that listener in the school playground. And then as I went into work, it's what I ended up doing, you know, within work. It was like the employee rep. So I, I was just doing that, um, I can't think of the word, but it's where you take like one language interpreter, you know, and doing that, like interpreting, mediating, and just bringing people back together. And now I do that, like with myself, bringing myself back together and then supporting other people to do the same because you've got all these things that you know we were speaking just before we started you know the show and people are trying to box you they're trying to mold you into a certain something that they think you should be but it's you enabling yourself to like listen and say this is how I feel this is who I am and distinguish within yourself what's the outside chatter and what's really you And so it's that same thing. It's the listening, it's the mediating, and then it's the bringing back together because you are you, you're a complete, perfect you. So that's what I support others to do, the same as I support myself to do as an ongoing basis too, because the work is never done, right?
0: (laughs) So the role of a listener has been a key role throughout your life where it's this is the position, this is the role that you are meant to have in your life. Do you agree with that? Yeah, and I think it comes into also like the leadership. So I think
1: in a good leader, in a good mentor, in for me, a good a good person. And I don't use the word good very often, but for me, it's that like the center of love. So that's good communication, it's good connection um so it's like love light and leadership and a big part of that outwardly is the listening is that being able to be calm and to listen because from there you can connect all the parts of yourself back into one part and you can support other people to do exactly the same but yeah so I think the listening its really massive like we want to be seen we want to be heard we want to be understood and then we want to be loved so I've taken those journeys myself and then supporting other people to do them. But yeah, listening is coming in. as like the strongest one like today in this moment. So <laughs>
0: Yeah. So it's telling, it's, it's a sign. that's telling that we need to talk about the art of listening and what that means through both of our perspectives. And for you, for you, it's been like a, a lifeline or a spotlight in your life of like, this is part of who I am and it is necessary that it's part of the business that I have because it's what guides me. It's what I believe is the most important. It's what furthers my existence here on Earth and it's what this is how I cum, like accumulate my clients. This is how I bring them back to themselves. And I think that's really a beautiful outlook on life. For me, I came, to know I was a listener sort of a roundabout way. And I, I've always loved talking. I've always loved communicating with people. I've always loved um, having deep conversations with people. But as I've grown and gotten older, what I realize is actually I love having authentic conversations with people that really get to the heart and soul of people, why they do the things they do, or why are they so passionate, or what is that light behind their eyes, or what is that darkness that they're not sharing? And those are the types of conversations that I like to have. And so sometimes I can be kind of over empowering in when I'm in groups, because I, yes, I can do the small talk and I can, you know, how are you doing? And we're doing this and, oh, that's great about your business. And, um, I'm proud of you. And like, just, you know, little bitty shallow glimpses into people's lives. But that's not what motivates me. That's not what I feel passionate about. It's like, I want to have a conversation with you individually and get to know who you are as a person. And sometimes that's, that's intimidating for people because they're like, wait, what? Whoa, I'm going to have to have real conversations with you. And they're not 100% used to it. And, and um, And for me, that's been filtered in my life through being, I've been told countless amounts of times that I'm too direct and that I'm too forward with what I'm asking or what I'm thinking. And and for me, I had to kind of take all of that and mix it all around and decide, how did I feel? What kind of person did I want to be? Because society was telling me like, this is not acceptable. Whereas in my heart, I knew that I was like, but this is the type of person I am. This is the type of person I want to be. And it's actually rather recently. I mean, I've always been climbing to that ladder, uh, climbing the ladder of stepping into my sunshine and owning myself. But just this year, just this past summer, um, I was having a conversation with my husband, and he said, you have a gift of communication. I was like, I looked at him like I was kind of crazy, like he was crazy. I was just like, what? And he goes, well, I've seen it time and time again, that you start talking to people, you talk to them for like 10 or 15 minutes. And all of a sudden, you come back and tell me like their life story, or the things that have been happening in their life that are like really deep, or you've, or you made somebody cry, or you cried with somebody else. I'm like, well, doesn't everybody do that? And he, he was like, no, no, not everybody does that. And for him, that's, that's a gift that he believes he doesn't have. And that in that moment, I kind of, I realized that I was like, you're right. All of this has finally come together into a nice, very nice circle where this is the person I always wanted to be versus who everybody told me I should be. And then finally, one of the very closest people in my life and who's, who's, opinion really matters to me my husband was like but you are already there you just have to own it and for me that was such a joyous experience an accumulation of like this is me and somebody accepts it
1: I love it and with my my husband now we've gone on this journey we've been through loads of highs and lows you know, since I met him and he now does exactly that. He sees me as me. And I've always been able to see other people as what they could be, like as who they really are deep down inside. But so many people have got so many layers in front of them. They don't know who they are. So I see who you are and that scares people. You know, the same as you, it's that depth and it scares people. And some people aren't ready to be that. And some people will never be ready to be the real selves. But like, it sounds like we're both so blessed that we've got partners that do now see us for who we are. And like, we in turn see them for who they are. And it's, that's so beautiful. Yeah, I love it.
0: Yes, me too. And me too. And I think our listeners, there'll be some that have the same type of partners and that they really champion who they are. And there'll be others that they don't have that kind of partner. And they may need to find another space where they can experience that same kind of uplifting and empowering environment so that they can expand and become the best versions of themselves. Yeah, definitely. And let this
1: moment be your moment to know that you have a choice. If you're in those spaces where people are just constantly bombarding you, you should be this, you should be that, you should do this, you should do that. Find your space. Let this be that beginning of that journey for you. And what will happen as you get stronger, you'll be able to step out of the spaces where it's, it's not supportive you know, it's pushing you down and you deserve to, well, shine, step into that beautiful sunshine step into you perfectly because you're amazing exactly as you are now. And then as you are each step along your journey.
0: That is an incredible message that we all need to hear and that we can all relate to and that we will carry in our hearts moving forward and knowing that the best versions are of ourselves is just being ourselves. The next question I would like to ask you is how do you stay motivated and inspired in your work and in your life?
1: Mm, I love it. Um, So it's coming to that mission. So for me, I had a very similar journey. People told me all the things I should be. And I had to go at everything. You know, I've tried a lot of different jobs um, through the time. And what I ended up coming back to was the mission that I shared right at the beginning was supporting other people to create their clear, calm, connected confidence. Again, it's that connection in there. And, And just know your worth. So that gives me that motivation every day and for me like my top value my deepest like anything um, is love and I feel that all the time you know I do sort of the Reiki the animal Reiki and that for me is just life energy so if you know Reiki kind of stands out as a bit strange like just think of it as that life energy that everybody's got Within them, it's the sunshine. For me, it's the sunshine, it's the moonlight, you know, it's all of those things. So, just coming back to that, to that, the deepest part of me that gives me that energy always, like even in the most dark moments, when I remember to take that moment to come back inside myself, that's where that comes from. Just that depth of connection with love, with myself, with everything else around me. And then back to that mission where i get to support other people
0: to step into that same journey too i can really relate to this because for me when i think of my purpose or my meaning or when i wake up at 5 30 in the morning and i think why am i getting out of this bed why am i doing it um and it's always about my purpose One of my major motivators is my daughter, but more than that is that I have known for years and years and years that one of my purposes in my life is to be a teacher, to be a communicator, to be talking with and expanding on people's stories, to further them in their careers or in their lives, and when I'm doing that, I I feel so much in alignment that I'm just like, this is exactly where I'm meant to be in my life. This is my purpose. This is my calling. I I must do this. I have to get out of bed because I'm so excited about what my day is going to look like and the people I'm going to interact with or the teachings that I'm going to do or the trainings that I'm going to perform. It's just when I'm in this space, I feel like there is, I feel unstoppable, to be totally honest. I feel just like my life is telling me this is my path. Just listen. This is my path. Just listen. And I knew that years ago when I wanted to start a podcast, I knew that I was like, I should do this. I should do this. But all of these naysayings on my shoulders and in the society, and, you know, I say no. And I'm like, oh, maybe not yet. Maybe not yet. And then when I recorded the very first episode for this podcast, I knew I could feel it inside me. I was like, yes. This is supposed to be where I am. I am meant to have a podcast. I am meant to share my story and other people's stories with the world and talk about them, uplift others, uplift the listeners who are tuning in, empower them and embolden them to make changes to their lives. Yes. Amazing. So our last question today is what advice would you give to someone who is trying to find their path in life? Okay so
1: first of all congratulations for knowing that that's what you want to do like celebrate that and know to celebrate every single step along the way each tiny step and then make sure that you're taking a few moments for you every day and you can begin with three seconds because I get that life can be busy and you know you want to do this, but you're like, oh, and not yet because this will take too long and not yet because this. And to start with just three seconds and just ask yourself in that moment, how do I feel in this moment? And begin that. Just begin with that communication with yourself, that listening to yourself, building up that connection with yourself. And then slowly you can move out. And if you feel you can do more, do three minutes. Do three minutes and just go deep into yourself. What do you actually want right now in that moment? And then if you can, like gift yourself, whatever that is. And maybe it's a moment, you know, doing something you love. Maybe it's a little glass of water. Maybe you're dehydrated. Maybe it's looking at how to get more sleep, you know, over that next week. But do it in tiny, tiny steps and just make sure that every day you take at least that one moment for yourself, just connecting back to you, noticing how you feel, noticing when you're ready, what you want. And I would begin there and always, always reach out for support from the vast array of spaces um, and start Yeah, this is such a beautiful space this is such a beautiful opportunity you know be involved with the podcast like go deep into these other interviews and you know this is amazing and
0: step into your sunshine because you absolutely deserve to thank you so much for that beautiful advice and that we can all take that to heart and implement it into our lives I've had such a wonderful time speaking with you Liz I feel so connected to you I feel like our souls are like on the same path and it has been such a pleasure of mine to talk to you and to have you on this podcast and I know so many people are going to listen to this and feel so uplifted and empowered absolutely I'm absolutely sourcing it thank you so much for inviting me into this space would you mind sharing where they can get in contact with you if they would like to pursue working with you or talking with you more? Yeah, of course. So I have loads
1: of little freebies to get you started. um, And that's take3foryou.com. So it's T-A-K-E, the digit three, the digit four, and then the letter U, and then
0: .com or .co.uk, whichever comes up for you. Thank you so much for sharing. Our next episode will air on June the 19th with another beautiful woman. And I hope that you are there listening. Thank you guys so much. And I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Huh?